Today I wanted to talk about how I started in this photography venture. Um, over the past couple of years, I have decided that you know this is something that I truly enjoy doing. I get a lot out of it, and I'm starting to realize I'm not totally content with the situation I'm in. Otherwise, you know, I, I've got an office job, which isn't the worst thing ever treated very well there and it's a great community but uh i what i'm really passionate about is taking photos and a little bit of video primarily stills that's that's what really does it for me so i wanted to kind of discuss like you know how i got into this and how you know things happen randomly and this this could be you too you could be in the same position that i'm in um it all started you know around 2011 instagram had recently come out uh, and it was starting to get really popular amongst everyone, you know, in, in my age group, I'm 25 now. And I saw people, you know, everyone's posting photos of them with their friends and whatnot. And I, I really liked that, you know, part of it was, I kind of liked the attention you get, you know, you're getting likes and it's that little quick dopamine hit, but more so than anything, you know, I, I found it kind of fascinating that, you know, people were absorbing content like this. And that's quite a profound thought for someone that was, I think, gosh, I don't even know, uh, like four, 13, 14 at the time, um, which is crazy. I can't believe I was on Instagram that young, but my parents were none the wiser. So anyways, uh, I, ju I just thought it was a really interesting way of communicating and telling a story and showing what you're doing without, you know, physically stating it i guess you could say so that, that kind of initiated a bit of the interest but not much really came of that um you know i, I was playing more call of duty and, and surfing more than anything at that time but uh about a year or so later my mom got a nikon d3200 with a really long lens i think it's a sigma 150 to 500 not the best quality of lens but you know it it worked great for what she wanted to use it for which was taking pictures of me surfing which was really rad i loved having photos of me surfing and she was enjoying taking the pictures and i just remember seeing that lens after they got it and it was just so fascinating it's this big piece of like equipment and you know it's very technical i don't know i i like i like things and stuff and mechanical items like that so i was just really fascinated by it and i ended up playing with that camera uh, quite a bit partially because i wanted to feed this uh instagram ego i had began to create but also you know it again it's just a cool piece of gear any camera is and you know clicking a button and making a noise it's fun so i started uh taking some photos of the moon uh, and just other generic things, my dog, the moon, stuff like that. And that's when I started kind of starting to feel the love for photography. Uh, again, never really did anything with it though. It was self-serving. I just wanted to, you know, have better photos on Instagram and, you know, flex that I'm using a cool camera, but you know, that, that's not really the reason, uh, for getting into something. So that kind of died off. I finished high school, went off to college, 
did that whole bit. Um, and, you know, I, I was distracted by friends and partying and unfortunately not really distracted by my education so much at the time until later on. But um, as time went by, I moved out to another house and the neighbor that happened to live on the same piece of property was separated by these two buildings. It was out at the beach. Um, my neighbor, Alex, he he didn't have a camera at the time, but he was really into photography. Um, I guess previously he had a D7200 and he kind of sank it in the ocean and destroyed it. But you know, his love for taking pictures was was still there. So he had a, a Samsung S7, one of those cell phones. And I just remember, you know, I'd met him. We had a lot in common. You know, he surfs, uh, my roommate at that time and him. And, you know, we, we just became a really good friend group. And I noticed he was always taking these really cool pictures with his phone. And, you know, I had never really thought too much about photos beyond taking a picture of something. You know, I had never really thought about, you know, making a photograph or, you know, making a piece of art, putting my my touch, telling my story, telling a story um, with a photo. It just never really crossed my mind. You know, you spend a lot of time, you know, looking at photos that are in these magazines and and everything else. And you'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know, look, what could that mean? But, you know, when you start actually doing it yourself, it you don't really start making that connection as to, you know, why are you taking these photos, you know? So you end up with a lot of stuff that's like pictures of the moon, pictures of your dog, not in an artistic way, you know, just taking pictures of random scenery and stuff. And, you know, just by virtue of the fact that the photo has a nice blur or bokeh to it, you know, you, you think it's a great photograph by virtue of the quality, the architectural quality of the image. And, you know, talking to some beginners here, that's kind of important, I guess, but it's not really what makes a great photograph. So, you know, going back to Alex shooting photos on this phone, it took, you know, pretty solid photos, uh, you know, for a cell phone at the time. So, you know, that really was an issue. But the way he was taking these pictures, you know, it, it he took a picture of a frog and it was just so much more than just a picture of a frog. You know, I looked at it and, you know, I didn't feel some profound emotion from this frog photo. But it said something more to me than just an image of a thing. He was saying something with the photo. There was some passion behind it. You know, there was a reason he was taking it. I just thought that was really cool. But, you know, I still hadn't really done too much at the time uh you know I, I just started thinking you know what what is my craft you know what what do I do who am I you know what what am I gonna do with myself you know I love to surf I loved hanging out and going to the gym but that's not that's not a craft I wasn't you know fulfilling that artistic desire that I had started to develop by watching Alex, you know, do all of these things. So, you know, things progressed and eventually Alex got um, a nicer camera. It was a Canon 60D, I believe. And he started taking some really awesome photos. He started doing like even just basic long exposures of the stars just to have fun and kind of, you know, show us what he was doing. And I'd 
I couldn't get enough of it. It was so cool to me. Plus, you know, he would let me play with the camera sometimes and holding it in your hand. It's, it was just this really solid, it was like holding an awesome, like, uh, I don't even know, like a nice watch or like just a cool piece of equipment. It just felt super, you know, rugged and technical. And I, it, it just, you know, struck me in all the right places and stuff. So eventually he ended up getting another camera. I think it was a Nikon D810. I think he actually still shoots with it. Um, and when he got that, he let me hold on to his Canon for a while. And I held on to that for a few months with like a little 50 millimeter lens on it. And I wasn't taking, you know, insane photos or anything, but it was just so much fun uh, playing around with that and getting to learn how it worked and then progressing really quick. Cause he, he pushed me to never really shoot an auto. He's like, he, he told me that's not how you're going to be able to capture what you want. So I, I kind of took his word on that and early on learned how to shoot in manual. And that was even cooler because it's like you're really dialing in, you know, what you want based on the conditions. And it just added to that really neat, like fancy tool effect. Um, you know, the camera's not making all the decisions, you are. And that was just awesome to me. So I held on to that for a while until I went and picked up that old D3200 that my mom used to shoot with. And I started taking photos with that, gave Alex's Canon back. It was a little bit of a downgrade, but yeah, I learned it's not so important what you're shooting on, just how you're looking at what you want to shoot. So I, I played with that D3200 for quite a while. And eventually I was like, I got to sack up to something new. I saw the photos Alex was getting with this uh, D810, which is a full frame camera, as opposed to, you know, the crop sensors I'd become so familiar with in the depth that he was achieving in these photos was just magnificent compared to what I, I was able to do with this crop sensor. And it's not something, especially to the untrained eye, you'd be able to notice very well, but there was just so much more of an image he was capturing with this full frame camera and the dynamic range i mean just the way the light looked and everything it's just phenomenal i know i'm comparing you know of i think a 23 megapixel crop sensor camera to a 38 megapixel full frame it inspired me to upgrade my equipment because i didn't necessarily hit the threshold of you know experience with with the crop sensor, but I was really fascinated by the gear, wanted to jump up to the next level, saw what he was doing with this full frame, and eventually I went out and bought myself a D610, uh, I think 24 megapixel full frame camera, way older Nikon, and that's when it really hit me. Um, I, I love shooting with that camera so much. I ended up getting a 17 to 35 uh, 2.8 Nikon lens, and that was my my primary shooter, that with a little 50 millimeter 1.8. And I, I took thousands and thousands and thousands of photos with that. Uh, I just couldn't get enough of it. And eventually I was like, you know, I, I felt like I was starting to develop it as a skill and, you know, be quite proficient with the camera. So uh, I started kind of advertising my services out a little bit. And at the time, I, I still currently do work for a construction company. Uh, I started asking like, hey, you know, 
can I take pictures of our finished projects? And, you know, they gave me the green light on it. I did it a few times, proved myself. And, you know, with that, I was able to develop a portfolio big enough to where I was able to start recruiting some actual clients. Um, people were inquiring to have me take photos of finished construction projects, uh, houses for that were getting listed on the market. So real estate photos. Uh, had a lot of people, especially, you know, I was in a fraternity previously. I had a lot of people that saw I was playing with cameras and they're like, hey, can you do a LinkedIn headshot for me? I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the first ones I did were were pretty brutal, honestly. And I think I still have some saved and I, I should share them because it, it's pretty comical, honestly. Uh, I went and ordered a backdrop off Amazon and two little studio lights, which I actually still use. They're pretty sweet. And I just started taking photos of people and I was making money and I was making money shooting real estate and construction. And it, it was just coming, not necessarily so easily, but just naturally, you know, this was, it just started to form into something. And, you know, unfortunately I ended up doing a lot of real estate photos and it kind of made me lose my love for what I was doing because you know I would just get these crazy questions like hey can you change can you clean my pool and the photo is like no like I wasn't really that good at Photoshop at the time even today I would still I'll do pretty good adjustments and fixes and whatnot but I'm not gonna change the color of your pool and clean all the leaves out of it and stuff it's just gonna look crazy and people just didn't understand I don't know people didn't understand you know, what all is involved with doing something like this, you know, and I was getting the crazy requests and I, I was really busy with school and my other job at the time. And I ended up stopping altogether. Um, I still continued to shoot photos for myself because I still really enjoy doing that. But looking at, at it from the business side subsided quite a bit, unfortunately. And I wish that hadn't had happened. Um, the whole pandemic situation definitely, um, kind of contributed to that in a sense the mass uh panic that you know everyone went into and all of a sudden you know real estate agents weren't looking for people to take photos of their houses because people weren't really buying houses there for a second there was a big panic so that contributed to it quite a bit so but between that time and now i shot a lot of photos for fun uh, i started working on some different editing methods i started editing on an ipad actually opposed to my my desktop and i i like that experience a lot better than i thought i would um so you know i've i've spent that time since this whole pandemic started really honing in on my skills and my, and my ability to uh produce a photo that i want i as in you know I go into the shoot knowing exactly what I want to get, and I'm almost always able to capture that and produce the image that I, I set out for. Um, and then that brings us to today, where, you know, this past uh, couple of weeks, I've, I've really decided to start investing more time into this and look at it like a business again, but not just so much as a freelancer that's going out and you know, recruiting real estate shoots. Not that I'm opposed to those, you know, I'm more than welcome, you know, and if, you know, you got a house you need photos of, please give me a call. I'd be happy to help. Or I know someone that will be happy to help you. Uh, I, I decided that I have a 
fair amount of knowledge. I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm good at what I do, but not, you know, a famous professional photographer. So I'm closer to your average Joe. And I feel like I'm able to relate with people more so that are just now getting their foot in the door and just now starting to get into photography, but not only photography, you know, people that are getting into what they want to do and turning it into a business. I've been so apprehensive about doing anything like this for a while because I'm embarrassed. I was making a TikTok last night when my roommate was home because uh, I, you know, I heard that's a great way to get exposure and I like the platform a lot. I used to hate it, but I've seen what you're able to do and the audience you're able to create there. And I just wanted to start sharing my knowledge, but I've always just felt so awkward about doing stuff like this. And I suffer from imposter syndrome in a lot of ways. Like I know there are so many photographers that are so much better than I am, but I'm trying to change my mindset and understand that that doesn't discredit what I'm doing. Just because there's someone else out there that's better at doing this than I am, that doesn't take away the value from what I'm able to provide. And I think that's really important. Everyone has something that they can bring to this world and something to share. And I, I just really want to drill it into everyone's head that don't be afraid to do it. All you can do is fail. And worst case scenario is the podcast doesn't work out. No one listens. No one watched your TikTok. Oh, well, whatever. Keep doing your thing. It's not consequential to anything at all. And I'd rather go ahead and get started do this now, start pushing this content out, start building my business, building my brand. And instead of, you know, 10 years go by and I look back like, wow, I wish I would have actually done that. But here I can say I tried. And if it works out, awesome. If not, whatever. It was a good experience. I learned a lot from it. And maybe I can apply that to my next venture. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about today on this first episode which hopefully comes to together better than i'm thinking it will but anyways if you have any questions at all don't hesitate to reach out uh i'm here to talk about photos i'm here to maybe you know hype you up give you some words of encouragement no matter what you're doing if you're uh you know a physical trainer or you know you like building sandcastles i don't know just don't be afraid to reach out to me um here to talk, here to help, and thanks for listening if you made it this far.